everybody. This is Bobby Shortle, and I'm here with Justin Townsend. Hey there. Hey there. So uh, it might sound a little different because we're on Skype, um, but uh, we have we, didn't, we we said last week we had plans to do shows every week. We haven't instituted those plans yet. However, um, we wanted to take this um, opportunity to talk about Inside, which was a game we mentioned very briefly on the last show that we both finished now, um, and it's a uh, top a very topical bit of conversation to have um because i think it's gonna be a time when most people are playing it and finishing it because it's a pretty short game three to four hours long um so if you can believe this justin and i have some differing opinions about i'm shocked <laughs> about, really i am <laughs> about what we think of the game um so uh justin uh first of all i think we talked about this on the last show you liked limbo but didn't love it um is that correct yeah, uh, I mean, I remember playing through Limbo. It, it came out so long ago, and playing through probably about like half of it, and then uh, just getting distracted. I think I got stuck at a puzzle because I'm terrible at puzzles. Put it down, never came back to it until a few years later when I had a couple people at my house, and I was like, "Oh, I, we were, I, I don't remember why, but I was we were talking about maybe like artistic style in games, and I pulled out Limbo, and I was like, "Oh, let's just finish this." And so we sat there, like the two or three of us, and just and just finished it. I, I thought it was a good game. I thought it was it was beautiful to look at, but you know, it was for me, it was like a good like I played this once, and that was enough. Right. Yeah. I mean, I played it way back when it came out, um, and and I really really loved it. But um, I'd honestly, we got Inside got announced a couple of years ago, and we really heard nothing about it. They popped out a little mini teaser at E three. And then it was just here. Uh, and I am much... I I didn't realize how excited I was for it until I was actually playing it. Um, so I finished the game in like two, two and a half sittings. Uh, it was really hard for me because after the first... After the second sitting, I had to go away for a weekend. So I ended up like... Being having an hour left in the game and going away for the weekend and having like five days where I couldn't play the game, um, and I knew you had finished it, so I was yeah, anxious. I, I finished it in two sittings, and the only reason we didn't finish it in one is because my wife said I need to go to sleep. <laughs> that's because we were close. We got close. We were. I, I think we were about like thirty minutes, thirty forty five minutes from the end, right before. Uh, and we'll get to this. Uh, the game takes a turn. Mm. So we'll get to spoilers in just a moment. If people are, are tuning in, I want to give them kind of our overall impressions of the game in full before we jump into any spoilers about it. Um, I absolutely loved it. I thought the puzzle design was really inventive. Um, there are times where... The, what I think of as great puzzles are puzzles where you you beat your head against it for a little bit, and then when you figure out the answer, it's incredibly obvious to you once once you figured out what it is. And this does that a few times really, really well, which, which I really loved. Um, I love the look of the game. I love the atmosphere of the game. And I loved, just like Limbo, that there is a story, but a lot of it is just up to your interpretation of, 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 of what's happening. Um, there are, I have a few quibbles with, there's a couple, I think, monotonous is too strong a word because nothing lasts long enough, I think, to be monotonous. But a couple of times where it was like, you know, very specific things you had to do where it's like, okay, you have to hide from this light, then run out and turn a crank, then run back under and hide from the light, then run back out and turn a crank. And it just, it wasn't, you know, difficult or, you know, clever. It was just something, it was just kind of a menial task to do. Um, but other than that, I thought that the, the game is short, but 
barely anything in the game is repeated. So it was really cool to see these little like handcrafted things happen um, one on top of each other. Uh, that's my overall impressions. I, I think if you like, if you really like Limbo, that you'll really like this game. Um, just I agree. About- I definitely agree there. Yeah. If you like Limbo, you will love Inside. <laughs> so, but what else? What 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 are, what are your other overall impressions? I thought. Uh, Playing through the game, I was enjoying myself. I thought the puzzles were much simpler than Limbo's puzzles. I think in Limbo, you had a lot of like, I need to move this crate onto this platform, and that'll do something which raises this this other platform up, and that it, if I jump on that, then I'll be able to push this crate. There wasn't really a lot of that in Inside. Uh, I think the game conveys its mechanics really well. There's three buttons, and that's it. Um, and so it... it I want to say it's like trial and error, uh, but you get once you understand the basic concepts of some of the puzzles. And later on, uh, in spoiler talk, I, I thought there was one really neat uh, mechanic that you had to do with one of the obstacles in the game. And once you were, like figured that out, it was e- like everything after that became a little bit easier. Um, whereas you like uh, the story leaving things to interpretation, I can't stand it. <laughs> uh, the game, um, if you played Limbo, you, you know how like Limbo ends, it ends for you, like where you're like, well, I, I can take away whatever I want from the game. You know, was the character alive? Was he dead? Um, you know, what, what was the meaning of Limbo's story? And Inside is very similar. Uh, and for me, like, I'm just, I like, I like an open and closed book. There, there's so much about that world that I, I really liked and dug, and to not get a, a real satisfying conclusion for me, it was disappointing. So Although did, I should have expected it. I was going to ask, did you really expect there, it to be like wrapped up in a bow or anything like that? I was hoping that they were going to go on a different path than Limbo. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I, I avoided all spoilers on the game. Uh, I mean, you and I have talked about this. I, I, I love the fact that they just kind of did a, like almost like a stealthy, like, hey, this is out in two weeks when they debuted it at E3. And I was kind of hoping that they would, you know, maybe uh, keep some of the mechanics from Limbo, but maybe change the storytelling aspect of it. And uh, nope, they just went down the same path. And that was my big issue with the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can see that if, if that's where your expectations, I can absolutely see how that would be an unfulfilling experience. Um, but for me, uh, like I said, just reading what I said, I think that for me, expecting, I kind of expected what I got in Limbo again, just because the whole game sort of has a similar feeling to it all the way through. Um, so when the ending moment happens, and the ending moment, I think, I will say this, is even more sort of what than Limbo's was because the end of Limbo there's a moment where you're like it might not be the what the story they intended or maybe they intended no definite story in Limbo but there's a moment at the end where you can at least kind of crystallize a little bit like what has been happening in Limbo um and here that there are plenty of theories and I have my own theories about what's going on but it's definitely more open-ended than than Limbo was I was sitting there with Ange, and uh, with the end scene coming, uh, came, I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, God, this is it. And she said, this can't possibly be it, right? They're not going to roll credits right now. And then all of a sudden, the credits start rolling. She was like, this is a waste. <laughs> oh, she's meant for you, Justin. Absolutely. Yes. You can tell right there. Uh, what did you think about style and atmosphere? That, that's the thing that, I, that drove me crazy about everything to do with the storytelling, was that it was the style and atmosphere 
is so much more engaging and intriguing than Limbo's was to me. Like, I wanted to know everything about what was happening there. Uh, and to not get any of the answers was upsetting because they did such a fantastic job setting up with no dialogue, no text, setting up this very disturbing war, uh, world. Like, right from the get-go, the first time you die, I'm like, okay, what is this? Uh, wh what's happening here? And, I mean, they did a great job with that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I agree with you, obviously, and I think that there's a couple of moments and two visual moments that happen where sort of the, like, the camera pulls back to kind of reveal like a scope that, that's happening, which is really impressive, especially with that art style that, that, that they're conveying. There's, you know, um, I, again, I think that spoilers extend, I think, to the puzzles and to the environments as well in this conversation because I think a big part of the game is not knowing what, what you're walking into because there are, there, are, there are very staggering moments that if I knew they were coming, they still would have been cool, they still would have looked great, but they're not as, I think, um, wow, wowing if, if I knew. But there's just a couple of moments. There's, there's, a, there's obviously a very, very, very vaguely, there's a moment with this, with this pulse that's happening that I was was insane to me, like how how the world opened up in that moment in, in a really big way. Um, and there are several sort of underwater mechanics that happen here. And one a couple of times there, there's a ton of scope happening, as well as some of the most, like, I guess, creepy stuff that happens in the game happens in, in those sections. And the game is very creepy, and, and, and especially the last sort of hour of the game, it really ratchets up how creepy it gets. Because it goes from just you know, kind of people chasing you to other things happening and, and perceptions being changed. And if you've played Limbo, there are similar things, like similar concepts done in different ways here, but done in enough of a different way where they felt fresh to me. Um, so I was very impressed with the world and, and design and, and the game. Obviously, I mean, it's a simple game as far as just what what they're pushing graphically, but, it, you know, it always runs great, and it always looks smooth, and I love the animation and everything that, that it's going on. Um, but I think we've we kind of, there's not much more to say that's non-spoilery, because I, I, for me, I would say if, if you liked Limbo, if you loved Limbo, um, you, will, you will love this game. Um, if you go in with the expectation of what you got in Limbo, similarly, you're going to get here. Uh, Justin, even, sorry, go ahead. If you didn't, I was going to say, if you didn't play Limbo, but you like... You like puzzle games. You like atmosphere. Like inside is definitely something you should play, especially at at the price point of like twenty bucks. Like if you own an Xbox One, or I think it just came out on Steam today. It did. Like it is definitely worth checking out, just yeah. for the atmosphere alone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it should be an interesting game to talk about when we get near the end of the year and and how it fits into those sort of discussions. Um, so from now on, we're going to talk about spoilers, and that's going to be kind of it could be a puzzle, it could be a it could be an environment, it could be actual, I guess, in quote, story stuff that, that, that happened. But if you don't want to know anything about Inside, I would stop listening now. Um, play the game and let us know what you think. You can email us, games at talkingcomicbooks.com. Um, all right. So, Justin, now that we're in spoiler territory, let's talk about the ending. Let's talk about... So you, you become part of this person blob. <laughs> okay, so let's just, let's just stop for a second. Before we even get to that, um, I'll say that judging from all of or hearing all of the reaction to the to the game from press critics um uh i remember dan reichert uh brad had talked about it on the giant bombcast and it was glowing and dan hadn't gotten to like a certain point yet and then after dan beat the game he said like i was 
uh, I was playing along uh, in Inside, and like I thought it was a good, but like nothing like spectacular, like a very good follow up to Limbo. And then I got to the last half hour, and that's like all he said. And I was like, well, I just I gotta see this. I I have to know what it is. And so like I knew it was coming uh, when you get to the point first uh, that giant pulse where like everything's everything's crashing or like the doors are being pushed. It looks like being pushed. I was like, is there something outside trying to get inside? Uh, you progress further into the game and then everyone's staring at this tank. Like, and you run up to it, you can't see what's inside it. I'm like, I need to know what's in this tank. And I wasn't sure they were going to show us because they love to like, just keep the mystery going. So you go into the tank and there is this, like, as you said, this giant blob with limbs. And I was like, okay, well this is a, this is a thing. And then you become it. Mm-hmm. And you go on this like Godzilla type like rampage through this thing, and and they're they're the the people it flips it around because these people who've been chasing you the entire time are now sort of terrified of you and running away from you and just trying to get you away from them because sometimes they're even helping you get yeah. away. And there's some See, cool, I, cool mechanics I did, there. I didn't realize if they were trying to help me to escape or help me to ki- like kill me because mm. every now and then you would like fall like. There's a point like very near the end of the game, uh, like very close to the end, where you walk into a room as this giant blob thing, and there are hundreds of people sitting down watching you. And I'm like, was this all just some big experiment? Mm. Like, was I, sup- was I destined to come here the whole time? And I guess the way that you view the story is uh, you might have been and you might not. Yeah, there, and there's a lot of cool theories, I think, about what the story is and what it means. I mean, for me, I sort of go on the theory that because what, what, what you find out is this little boy, because when you start out, you, f- you think you're trying to escape something, right? You think you're trying to escape from these people. But in, oh, see, but in, I, the, I, I thought of it in the complete opposite way. Oh, really? I thought the whole time that he was trying to get back to save someone. I thought he was trying to get back and save mm. his parents. I guess, I guess uh, also coming from like the limbo idea the lineage that is something that you could definitely think because in limbo that's kind of what it's about right in, in the end is getting to somebody else yeah but for me i always saw like he that this the, this little boy was escaping from one of whatever was a containment facility or like one of these like people factories or whatever running away and it turns out no you're trying you're you're starting on the outside trying to get on the inside right and there's a prevailing theory and i think i think it it's a pretty good one is that you're being mind controlled by the blob thing, yeah, and it's leading you towards it all of the time to try to free it and f- so it can get outside, um, which I think is a pretty cool theory. And there's actually I don't know, Justin, you've heard about this or not, but there's an alternate ending. I've watched the alternate ending. Okay, so you can like flip a switch and it turns you off. You just yeah. like collapse like one of the one of the beings that you can mind control. And just in that, I think it's a fascinating. I guess the the narrative is more like a meta narrative or, you know, a kind of inferred narrative, but just the fact that you can pull theories like this, you know, from from the game, I think is very, very intriguing. And also there's great thematic stuff there for me where it's like, you know, about sort of you can take a lot of things from it, you know, you know, kind of consumerist lifestyle, kind of, you know, following mob mentality, following a crowd, all this kind of stuff I think is obviously not not subtly baked into what all everything is happening in inside because it's all sort of this very like sterile corporate environment almost that looks like it's dilapidated and you're controlling sort of these mindless peons to do your work for you and you know all the, even all the people who seem to have their own sort of mental facilities are all sort of you know glommed on to this like um you know sort of 
let's all look and stare at this 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 freak show that that's sitting in the middle of this thing, which is very modern sort of internet culture sort of thing. I, it's a it's a prevailing thing in all culture forever, but obviously intensified because we have access to everything all the time. So I thought that was some interesting stuff about sort of the thematics of the game. Yeah, uh, there's I think. I mean, you can go just type in theories on inside. And today I read like nine different theories on what they think the ending is. And the prevailing one, I think, is like you said, that it's the blob controlling you from the get go. I've read that it's the player controlling you Mm -hmm. like you like you, uh, especially with the last um, the the alternate ending when you're, you know, through the game, you keep finding these secret areas. Uh, and if you find a secret area, there is like, it looks like, like some sort of device that you, you power down. And if you find, I think there's all 14, uh, at one of them, uh, there is, I wouldn't say it's music or melody, but there is some sort of like repeating tone happening with this machine. And if you travel back very early into the beginning of the game in the cornfield, uh, you could go downstairs and there is a machine that you can replicate the tone from. So you have to memorize it. Oh, wow. Uh, Interesting. And if you do that, because the, the machine itself has three different directions and every direction makes a noise. So hmm. I, yeah, sure, you could go to a fac and just learn that it was like up, up, right, left, down, whatever. Uh, but the first person doing it had to at least memorize what it was. And then you go in there and you find the last of these machines, you pull out the cord and then you become one of those, like you, you like you sit down, like you're one of those mindless husks, uh, husks. So, and some people feel like it's just the whole time you're being controlled specifically by the player, like breaking the fourth world narrative. And I liked that idea. I thought that was interesting, but again, there's so there's so much amazing going on in this world, uh, just visually visual storytelling that I kind of wanted them to do something different than Limbo and give us some sort of narrative experience this time. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I muted my microphone for a second there. Um, yeah, no, I know. I, I can I can see where you're coming from, but I, I like the way they make these games. I hope that whenever they make their next game, though, they do something a little bit different, yeah, um, I, yeah. you know, Um but yeah, I think I think that's we've we've gone pretty deep into into what Inside is all about um, and covered everything we wanted to cover. Is there anything else, Justin, you wanted to bring up? Just the one part I wanted oh, to bring up yeah. one specific thing. Yeah. Uh, midway through the game, you encounter one of the scariest creatures I've seen in a video game. Oh yeah, <laughs> the mermaid thing. The mermaid thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which and I I brought this up before, uh, but I thought one of the really interesting. Uh, mechanics of the game and that they don't explain to you is like uh, you might encounter this creature like three or four different times and what you have to do is like you'll be swimming through the water and she will eventually catch up to you but uh, you have to like sometimes hit a switch to open another door and so this one part I just kept getting stuck over and over I'm like I don't know if I have to swim faster or do this and it was like a very simple answer was you just want to run backwards mm-hmm. you want to run backwards jump into the water and make her come back to the starting point because she's not going to move forward until you go back into the water so it's just like this very simple but smart mechanic of like anybody could solve this puzzle given enough time mm-hmm. and I thought that I thought that was really good Yeah the game is great at saying like you have because you mentioned way at the beginning that you have just a couple of tools at your disposal, right? You have a couple of buttons you can use, and you never have more than like three or four things you could ever possibly do. But what's great about when you know it's great puzzle design is that 
you, you start trying to do things that you know you can't do. Like you're like, yep. oh, maybe I can hide behind this thing or grab this thing. That, but you, in the background, but no, if it's on your plane, if you can't hit X or A to, to do anything with it, you can't do anything with it. And I love that there is like that dynamic when you go, okay, let me just make it simpler. I'm like, what are the simple things I can do here? And they end up being the things you should do. I, thought, I think that's great. Um, that happened to me with one of the, there's a puzzle where you have those little boxes where you pull the lever and they, they kind of shoot up in the air. Yeah, and there's one that's on a broken pole, and it has like a platform next to it, and you have to shoot the thing up in the air, and then hit the this button so it makes the platform fly out and knock the thing off its track, so it you can bring it somewhere else and use it, and just like you know, I'm thinking about all these different things I could possibly do, blah blah blah, blah. and I was like, what do I, why don't I just try this thing with one of the three tools at my disposal, and it worked, and I think that the game is so well designed in that way, and I think that like. I think whether or not you absolutely go bonkers for it like me or you like it, but, you know, you have your quibbles about it like Justin, I think we both agree it's a game that you should play. Agreed. All right. Awesome. So this has been a little mini uh, episode of, of Talking Games. Um, we're going to be back next week, obviously, with, with an all-new full episode um, and possibly starting our new sort of um, our new like uh, every other week show as well. We're, we'll talk about that um, next week, actually. Um, we can we can continue our argument about it next week. It's true. We can do it on the air if we want. Um, uh, at talking underscore games is, is Twitter. Mine is at Bobby Shortle. Justin's is at Joro J O R. Wait, O A K. There you go. I did it. I did it right that you time. You did it. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.